Things are quiet now. The hustle and bustle of the day are over. You can turn your attention to the things of the day that need your undivided attention. This is Dan Perkins, and this is Dan After Dark. In addition to the Black and White Network, I appear on several other networks as either guest hosts or contributors, and this show will bring to you some of those appearances. So let's slow down and focus on the important issues. If you go to the homepage, blacksandwhites.us, you can hear my shows on this network. So sit back and take a sip of your favorite beverage and enjoy the show. And thanks for listening. This is Dan Perkins. a delight to have with us our good friend Dan Perkins, political commentator, author of four novels, the host of What's On My Mind podcast. Uh, he also heads up songs and stories for Soldiers.us Ministry, and he is also the host of BlacksAndWhites.us. I have no idea when he sleeps. I think he's a little bit more busier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little bit, Dan. Okay. <laughs> How are you, friend? Good to see you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling much better. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. All right, lots to talk to you about. Can you tell me, nobody has answered the question, why did Nancy Pelosi go to Taiwan? Well, I'll give you my answer. It may not be what you're looking for, but I'll give you my answer. I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for any answer at this point. <laughs> All right. Number one, she probably understands that the Democrats are going to lose the House in the midterm elections, which means she will no longer be Speaker. Okay? Yeah. But she might like to be Vice President. Oh. oh. What, a, what a wonderful way to put herself on the international stage to be in the middle of a controversy about her supporting the people of the United States and what we believe by defying the Chinese government to go to Taiwan. And what did they do? They backed down. <clears throat> okay. Um, but her going there was against the president's policy of one China. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be flippant when I answer this question. <laughs> so what? Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah. His policy, you know... At the moment, that's his policy, but who knows? Tomorrow it could be a different policy. Um, he, he's not in control of his administration. He's not in control of his cabinet officers. Surely not in control of of Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. And but I think that uh, she she realizes that she's in more jeopardy than perhaps Schumer is, and I don't think she feels like she's done. So she's trying to lay the pipe. Instead of Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, being the vice presidential nominee in 2024, she wants it to be Nancy Pelosi. Now, from a practical standpoint, yeah, I have—I don't know how old she would be in 19 and in, in 2024, but older than Joe Biden, and you know she might be approaching 90. I mean, it's it's ludicrous, but but it points out one very important thing. When Democrats get power, regardless of their ability to govern, they fight like dogs to keep it, even though they may not be in power, 
they still want the power. So she, she's obsessed with, I mean, if you look back over the last two years, how many times did she make decisions without checking with the White House and deciding what, what the Congress was going to do? Because she was trying to tell people that she's really in charge, Joe Biden is not in charge. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, China waved its saber in the air quite forcefully. Uh, it, it did impact the White House. The White House didn't want her to go. It didn't impact her. And at the end of the day, they backed down. Now, they're still doing some things out there that are quite threatening, uh, being the bullies that they are. But where do you think we are today with China's threats concerning Taiwan? I don't think... I don't think they're of any significance, and I'll give you my answer. It's because of economic conditions. In China? In China. Okay. China's gross domestic product this year may be the lowest in the last 40 years. The, the, the zero tolerance for COVID-19, the shutdowns, the supply chain issues, the debt crisis that they're facing, they have, and I've, I've said this many, many times, written about it, talked about it. A country is in financial difficulty when its debt-to-GDP ratio is greater than one. The debt-to-GDP ratio in China is 2.4. They're two and a half times more de government debt than the GDP of the entire country of China. That's a, that's a disaster, just the clock is ticking. And so they may want to do something, but here's another side example of what debt to GDP means. Well, Russia is a the world's gas station. It desperately needs to sell oil in order to be able to fund its country. Its, its defense spending last year was $66, million, $66 billion. China was number two at about 220 billion. We replaced Russia by giving Ukraine, between the United States and NATO, almost 80 billion dollars of armaments. So the, 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 the Ukrainian government now is the third largest military operation in the world, and we have no idea what the hell they're doing with the money. We just keep sending it to them and sending them this and sending them that. And so what, what's happening is that China is seeing <clears throat> all this going on, and they're seeing their exports around the world decline. They're seeing internal strife in their own economy. People are losing money, lost fortunes, and things are, on the surface, seem to be all right. But there are now people beginning to whether whether the president of China can win re-election for life. Okay. Um, Long answer to what you want. No, no, no. Part. No, this all helps build. You're, you're building a foundation there because at the end of the day, uh, China does see this administration as weak and vulnerable. Yes. Uh, this may be the only door they ever have to go after Taiwan. And yet, um, all indications are free people want to see Taiwan stay independent. Yes. And I, I couldn't even think that we could put together some kind of Asian coalition to support uh, Taiwan and their efforts. But the point being is, or the question is, does China anyway go after it? 
No. The Chinese government, as much as they might like to go after Taiwan, the repercussions economically to trade with China on a global basis would destroy the country. Absolutely destroy it. Because people would stop buying and they were looking for other <clears throat> sources of whatever it is they were buying from China. And uh, it would be a long time before the rest of the world would trust trust China to want to do business. Force It'll force the Democrats to adopt a the, um, the policy that Donald Trump had with China. Um, <clears throat> and so this is, this is a ticking time bomb that, that China's sitting on, and they know it. And most of the, uh, most of the people who, uh, who follow the economies of, of China and the United States and other countries, they also know it. But the vast majority of the people in the world have no clue what's really going on in China and what resources they are burning to try and keep up the strongest front possible. But remember, this is a, a, a country that does not control its own energy. It is dependent upon governments and corporations from all over the world to supply it with its, whether it's oil, natural gas, or coal. They need those relationships. They will not, the politicians will not sacrifice the potential loss of energy to keep the economy potentially going, and they will not sacrifice that for the sake of Taiwan. Hence the triangle of leadership of China, Russia, and Iran. Yes. Okay. Because Russia and China, Russia and Iran represent sources of crude oil and natural gas to China, which it desperately needs. And so what happens is, that's, that's an evil triangle in a sense that one is the biggest, wants to consume everything they've got, and the other two supply it. So in that triangle scenario, who's really in control, Russia and Iran or China? I think Russia and Iran are in there. And the reason they're there is because China desperately needs a reliable, predictable source of oil and natural gas. In the meantime, China can always regulate or change the value of their currency uh, when oil is still being traded with the dollar. So if, if the Chinese tries to change the value of their currency based upon a weak economy, and you got Iran and Russia. So, I mean, at what point does the value of oil mean anything to anybody's economy? That's a great question. I, I, I think that uh, there are a lot. There was a huge movement about two years ago, you may remember this, to move away from the U.S. dollar as the reserve currency yeah, right. and go to Bitcoin. Right. Look at the fortunes that were lost in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is down 68% so far this year. That's such a, a calamitous decline, you can't recover from it. People who bought it at 68% at, at higher may never see the opportunity to, to, to buy it back in again uh, at something around their cost. So governments were destroyed who decided to move away from the dollar and go to the Bitcoin because they thought it was the new gold and the new currency, and it's been a disaster. So <clears throat> the idea that you bring down the, the yuan, um, I think that the, depending on what they do around it, 
if they were to 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 try and isolate uh, the other China, as they're sometimes called, right? Um, uh, they're going to see some economic pushback, and uh, and their economy is so frail at the moment that any significant pushback on trade or currency would be devastating to them, and they know that. So they're walking up. They want to have the bluster, but they don't have the 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 ammunition to fall behind it. All right, let me take a quick break. When we come back, I want to deal with the uh, so-called Build Back Better $700 billion bill that slipped through the Senate over the evening. I have my own take on it. I want to hear yours. By the way, uh, danperkins.guru, that's his website. Songs and Stories for Soldiers, a great outreach to um, veterans. It's a ministry to vet veterans. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us. Um, his broadcast that is receiving unbelievable amount of listeners, blacksandwhites.us. And if that isn't busy enough, he does write novels in his sleep, and he does a host podcast, What's on My Mind. Somewhere in there, he has a hot dog. We'll be right back. The federal government just reported that the rate of inflation for the last 12 months was 8.5% close to a 40-year high. This is Dan Perkins with Blacks and Whites. Prices continue to rise on other commodities besides oil. I ask you, what are you going to do to protect your money and your investment? It's time for you to take a serious look at gold for your portfolio. If you've had enough empty promises and misleading statements by the Biden government, isn't it time for you to take control of your money and your future? Go to blacksandwhites.us and on the home page, click the bar of gold to be taken directly to IRA and Advisors Metals to ask the question, is gold right for me? This is Dan Perkins. Hi, welcome back. Always an honor to have with us Dan Perkins. He always gives us time when we call. We value that. Check out his podcast, What's on My Mind podcast. And, of course, his broadcast, blacksandwhites.us. That's also a site that you can go to and listen to that. Millions are actually part partaking in that. And his website, danperkins.guru. Dan, um, all right, the 700 Build Back Better bill slipped through. Um, this is an amazing thing. It was clearly down party lines. It's like having all your credit cards maxed out and then going to your dad and borrowing some money because you want to buy some more stuff. <laughs> it's absolutely ludicrous. There wasn't one economist that said this is a good deal. And even Bernie Sanders kind of criticized it on the, on the Senate floor, even though he voted for it. Uh, as I looked into it, it was hard, uh, and I'm certainly no economist, but one thing popped out. Um, where really no American seems to really benefit from this, the beneficiary is going to be the federal government coming up with a bunch of new climate change regulations. That seems to be the winner out of this bill. What did you see? Uh, I wouldn't argue your point. I, I, I'm, in fact, am just finishing a commentary, which hopefully will get released today. Title, the working title of the commentary, The Inflation Act of 2022, is the perfect example of Democrats gaslighting the American people. Now, <clears throat> there are a lot of people in this country who don't know what gaslighting is from a political standpoint, and I try and do that in the beginning of the article. 
and it's a process by which the Democrats are using deceptive and manipulative information with the motivation of <clears throat> destabilizing and, and dis dishonor a public opinion on political issues. Let me give you my take. This bill is, is $739 billion. Now, of that $739 billion, approximately $438 billion is for expenditures. $300 billion is to be there to reduce the deficit by $300 billion. Now, <clears throat> here's the practical reality. When they talk about this bill, Perry, how many times have you heard that the numbers are the numbers over the next 10 years? Yeah, almost zero. So we're taking the $739 billion economic impact and spreading it over 10 years is $73.9 billion. That's not to say that that's not significant money, but it's not significant money compared to, one, a $30 trillion deficit and what is expected to be another three to $3.2 trillion added to the deficit this year. Two very important points, which one of them you made, and I'm going to make another one. Over 200 economists, leading economists from Princeton and Harvard and Yale and all over the country, have all said, "This is this is not going to this is not going to do anything." The congressional here's one that that you don't see much of. The Congressional Budget Office, which is an organization, part of the government, where the Congress can go to them and have them score the expense and revenue impact of a piece of legislation, came back with the following observation. Well, it might change inflation somewhere between minus one-tenth of one percent to higher one-tenth of one percent. In fact, they don't see how it's going to do anything to deal with inflation because there isn't anything in the bill. When you take the 300 million, 383 million that they're spending on green energy, there's not much left. Mm -hmm. So what, what, are they, what are they doing? Now, let me show you how they actually, the administration green-lighted, gaslighted, excuse me, gaslighted the president of the United States. This is what the president said when the, when the Senate passed the bill. Quote, the Inflation Reduction Act won't just be the most significant investment in clean energy and American energy security in history. It will be the most important investment in America's manufacturing as of well. Period. Hmm. Not a word of what this bill is going to do to help control inflation. So it is pure gaslight. We've got Joe Manchin, who did a 180, and the best that I can find of why he did the deal, when he said he was opposed to any changes until after he saw the, the June inflation and CPI numbers, and they were both terrible, and yet he now has changed his mind that he wanted to support this bill. 
But just to show you how much the manipulation is in this bill, in order to get Christian cinema to vote in favor of the bill, they had to take out the carry interest issue. Now, the significance of that was that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren have been talking about carried interest for the last seven years. And yet they sacrificed their principles when this was taken out and passed the bill in the Senate. Hmm. So 230 economists have said it didn't make any sense. There's nothing in the bill specifically that has inflation. But the gaslighting is that the vast majority of Americans will read the name, the Inflation Act of 2022, that the Democrats is doing something about inflation in the country. They are being gaslighted and don't know it. Okay. Um, where does this lead? Uh, I only got about four minutes left. Where, where does this lead, Dan? I mean, uh, does... It, it appears to me... Um, we're going to see more of this between now and January, knowing that the, the Democrats are probably going to lose the House, at least the House. But if there's an agenda to be had, we're going to see more of this right up through the end of the year while they still have the votes. Does the American people understand what's going on? Do they understand the gaslighting? That's, that's, that's why I wrote the story, uh, to see if I can start a dialogue on understanding how the Democrats are using gaslighting as a political process. Let me, let me try and answer your question uh, uh, as, as succinctly as I can. Um, the Democrats, I think, pretty much figured out that on a historical basis, it's very rare that the majority power, the majority in power in the House with the president usually lose control of the House in the first midterm election. So they may not be saying so, but all the signs point to the fact that they're going to lose. Let me tell you what the Republicans did over the weekend that is not getting much play, but will become very important because it's going to be the same thing in the House. Mitch McConnell basically called for every senator to vote on every amendment of this bill and then vote on the final bill. So what we have on tape is every Democrat supporting this tax and spend boondoggle. That will come back in the midterm elections as these people that are running for re-election are going to see their votes and what's going to happen. I believe the same thing is going to happen in the House. I believe that we're going to see a bunch of procedural votes and all the votes are going to be recorded and the Republicans are going to do the same thing in the, in the House that they did in the Senate, get all the House members, every one of them, on tape so they can give it to their candidates running in those districts to show the American people in the local election exactly what happened in Congress when they added $733 billion of spending, boondoggle, that does nothing with inflation. So will they try it? I think the closer that we get to the midterms, Perry, the less likely, the less likely that the Democrats Democrats will try anything more than what they're doing right now because they they don't want to get massacred. They're on the edge of, of the possibility of being massacred. So I think the American people 
will begin to understand gaslighting, but the American people will also see the, the amount of money spending and what's happening. And I, I, I think that, that the putting the people on tape, video, showing what they stand for will be devastating to the Democrats. Interesting. Very, very interesting. One other quick thought. Uh, this did originate in the Senate, and the Senate's yes. still been in play. Do you think this is going to be enough to uh, take back the Senate? Great question. Uh, I, would, I would say to you, um, I never thought the Senate was in play. I, I, am, I am convinced, based on what's going on and what I'm seeing happening in the country, that the Republicans are going to get control of the House and the Senate. It was never in my mind doubt. Okay. The mainstream media and the Democrats are raising the issue to try and try and stay competitive to get people to vote. But I, I don't I I just don't see that the Democrats are going to come out of the midterm election with a stronger control over the House of Representatives and uh, the Senate. I just don't see it happen. It's not there. Dan, thank you for your time. We value it greatly. Let me say to our viewers and listeners, check out his website, danperkins.guru. There you can find uh, links to everything that he does. Uh, check out his podcast, What's On My Mind podcast. Go to his broadcast, blacksandwhites.us, and pick up some of his novels. He's a novel writer on the side when he's eating hot dogs with a lot of relish on it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's good to see you healthy. We've yes. Been, we've been praying for you. You look great. God Thank bless you, you, pal. I appreciate it. I played golf yesterday with two of my sons, and uh, they beat my, the pants off me, but I played. I was able to play nine holes. I was thrilled. Uh, God bless you. You're looking good. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir.